made me weak And you made me moan When you called me to leave, child My happy home But someday, baby That is Clutch, and this is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast, and uh, this is the episode, in this episode, I had uh, uh, Mr. Davey Casey from Body Language in Columbus, Ohio, uh, as a guest, and uh, um, you know, had a great conversation, and it was super fun having him on, and if you enjoy if you have been enjoying or enjoy these conversations that I've been having with my guests on the podcast, the ways you can support the podcast <coughs> is, excuse me, by uh, coming and getting tattooed. Um, this podcast is going to air today. This is uh, um, Tuesday. Uh, it'll be up later today. Uh, you can come get tattooed um, by me. Uh, I'm just messing with my... Uh, levels. I don't know why it's saying that there's too much input. So um, I'm just going to take it down a little bit because this is the second time I've recorded these. And, you know, uh, hopefully I'll get it right this time. So uh, go find Davey uh, Casey on Instagram at, uh, at Davey Rips um, on uh, Twitter as well, hopefully. Um, and then... Uh, if you like the conversations we've been having with folks, uh, please, uh, the ways you can support the sh uh, the podcast is come get tattooed by me at my shop, Black Dagger Tattoo in Vacaville. Uh, you can, I'll be there uh, Wednesday through Saturday, uh, one about 1 o'clock till uh, whenever the last tattoo is done. So um, if you want to get tattooed, uh, email me at ogjoeswanson uh, at gmail.com um, or stop by the shop. I uh, may have time for a walk-in. So, um, and then you can also just, you know, subscribe. This is on iTunes. It's also on Stitcher. Stitcher is a great way to listen to the podcast. Um, you can tell your friends who have Android phones. That's a great way to do it. Um, and on iPhones as well. Um, so uh, get it through Stitcher, get it through iTunes, iTunes, subscribe on iTunes to it, uh, rate and review it. That it would help me out a lot. And, um, also I do have my poster, um, that is, uh, this is a gun poster that is available on, uh, Instagram and that is uh, going to be printed and will be high quality prints. They're going to be $80 a piece. 10% of that will be donated, uh, from each sale donated to the Amsterdam tattoo museum. That is my way. I want to give back to the tattoo community and that is one of the ways I'm trying to give back. Uh, so, um, if you would like, go on there, check it out. Uh, PayPal, blackdaggertattoo at gmail.com, 80 bucks. I'll get it to you when it's uh, printed. Pre-order them now. I'm going to do 25 and 25 only in this run. So um, hit me up. And uh, that being said, uh, this is Davey Casey uh, from Columbus, Ohio. What's happening, everybody? This is Joe Swanson, and uh, this is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. I am here with uh, Davey Case Casey, and uh, is it Casey? Yeah, Davey Casey, Casey yep. and uh, it, that is at Davey Rips on Instagram. Uh, I've, I've 
uh, pressured him. He may hopefully will get a Twitter as well <laughs> and uh, start following everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, Davy hit me up uh, when I first first starting to get guests lined up for the podcast, and you know I've been following him on Instagram and and uh, he's got some good good shit on there. I went back eighty fucking weeks. Uh, back to his oh, first, <laughs> back to his first post, and uh, last night. So, um, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm good, man. I, you know, just going with the flow. Yeah, yeah. Now you're out at a, a shop called. We'll get some of the details out of the way, and then we'll just start bullshitting. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> if if people want to get a hold of uh, a Davy or check out his work, hit him up on inst- on Instagram at uh, Davy Rips. He's at a shop called Body Language in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we were chatting when we first got on Skype before I hit record, and dude's super polite. Uh, treat him right. Go there. Give him nice tips and shit, and uh, he'll call you sir. And, and yeah. <laughs> that you said that's from your upbringing, uh, from like Midwest yeah, I, or where? You know, you just if you talk back to your parents wrong, you know, you get a little smack in the face. So you just kind of got to go with it. <laughs> yeah, for for sure, man. That's how I, you know, I raised that same way Midwest. I was raised in Minnesota and uh, it, it was the same thing out there. You know, you call it, your grandma asks you to do some shit. You say, yes, ma'am, I'll, I'll do it. You know, you get a frying pan upside the head. And you just, it's like being in the, in the military, you know, like my dad was in the Marines. My mom was in the army. You, you just got to answer politely, and then once the the once you're on a, a level where they know that you respect each other, you know you can you can swear at each other, you can do whatever you want, but you got to right. get that baseline down, you know. It's true, huh? It's true with everything. I think uh, getting that baseline uh, of respect, shit, that translates into what we do as well. You know, with with not only your peers with people that you're meeting with, uh, you know, new artists or even with clients, you know, you got to have that, uh, that baseline of respect. And, and most likely you're going to turn that client into a long time client. You know, they'll keep coming back because they enjoy the experience. In most cases, you know, that you find out after you've been doing it for a few years that they actually become your friends. Yeah, absolutely. You've been coming around so much, you know, you just kind of, you, I, you end up knowing those people just as much as you know, some of your closer friends. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I I have some, you know, a few good clients that uh, I'm doing bigger work on. And and that's exactly it. You know, you you hang out with them, you spend that much time with them, you get to know them, you go out, you have, you know, drinks or or dinner, or they come over to your house, you go over to their house. It's nice. You know, it's yeah, it's very nice. That's exactly what, you know, with this podcast, what I'm trying to accomplish on a larger scale, really, but it's just building a community of people that have kind of like-minded interests in tattoos and history and you know and, and with tattooers you know you you're, you almost are guaranteed to be able to make a friend you know unless they're some kind of prima donna or think that the world owes them something you know we all already have a huge thing in common right we all are interested in tattoos and lifestyle that we were able to get out of being tattooers and yeah, getting I, heavily tattooed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think the problem is because of how tattooing is, it's it's more of a secret. See, it, it had been more of a secretive craft. Yeah. And I think that people tended to approach others with trepidation and uh, basically on guard because 
you know, you didn't know if this person was going to take any information that you gave them or man. I mean, we're out, we're all pirates. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's, I think when showing, you know, when you do, uh, talk with somebody and, and they do maybe, um, become comfortable with you and, and talk with you about, you know, the tattooing or painting or, or whatever it is, things that they hold dear to their heart. And, and you do get a little information from, from them because they trust you because you've been respectful and, and they can see that you're respecting the craft, whether that's painting or whether that's drawing or, or, or tattooing yeah. clients. So, um, how long you've been tattooing, man? Oh, I've been tattooing for a little over five years now, but I've spent the last six or seven in, in a shop. I was fortunate enough to get into tattooing like a month after I graduated high school. So Ooh. it was like right place, right time. Yeah. And that's, I've just been, I've been professional now for five years which is more than any of my friends who went to college can say about their careers right and plus you get yeah. to go to plus you get to go to uh work every day in jeans and a t-shirt and and uh yeah i don't <laughs> worry about really dressing up for the man or anything like that yeah that's one thing that i hated man uh for for some of the listeners who maybe do or do not know i was a police officer for um like seven years all the time i was tattooing i actually built up a pretty nice clientele of of uh cops and and those you know firemen and those surrounding public service yeah. uh, entities We're and um clients <laughs> yeah well they have money i mean that's yeah. that's uh that's how it how it goes they're the folks that you know the reason i became a cop was i was like you know i was struggling i was working in san francisco at picture machine tattoo commuting from vallejo which is about 50 minutes um the shop was open from noon to midnight i was working six days a week uh, it was a badass experience. I loved it, but I got to the point where I had a growing family and and responsibilities, and I felt this pressure, you know, from my, you know, not only my family but my my immediate family, and I felt this responsibility for my kids and and shit, and you know, fuck it, I I made a decision to go and do that. I always continued to tattoo, and sometimes you have to make those decisions. I don't regret it in the least because no, it no. gave I mean, me because obviously you're, you're back at it and yeah, never quit really. I mean, I yeah. just, you know, I just had to pull my 40 plus hours a, a, a week riding around in a, in a, in a cruiser and, um, you know, cruiser spooning with other cops and chasing criminals and playing a game of cat and mouse, you know, yeah. <laughs> which is, I mean, I, I've, I spoke about this on my, uh, friend, Mike Maxwell's podcast, the live free podcast, and um, episode 79 is, I think, the episode I was on. But, you know, we talked about it a little bit. You know, I thought like a criminal. You know, I think like a criminal. I've been a tattooer since mid-90s. And I've always yeah. been kind of a free spirit. And, you know, I think that way. I think, yeah. how can I hustle this? How can I, you know, do this or do that? Make something out of nothing. Make something out of nothing. That's kind of that. That's that's kind of what criminals do, too. Yeah. And I was like, well, I... I'm not going to go out and rob somebody or, or jump on my computer and hack somebody's bank account. So why don't I become a cop and I can play the other side, play cat and mouse. I'll yep. catch you sometimes. You'll get away from me sometimes. We can fucking have a party while we're doing it. Let's, you know, I'm going to chase you. You're going to run. And yep. <laughs> both have respect for each other. I, that's what I always tried to do, man. But um, just use your knowledge of the of the dark side to <laughs> right, man. Help the light, you know. Oh fuck yeah! Because I had already been in tattoo shops for a good five six years, um, so it'd be like you knowing what you know now. 
um, having tattooed and all the interaction with with clients and and the bullshitting and the stories and your life experience that you've gained, it would be like that. And now all of a sudden you get a job as you know a, a cop on the Ohio State Patrol. You know, yeah. uh, pretty <laughs> fucking pretty, wild. Cra- pretty crazy, <laughs> pretty right? Wild. Yeah, I mean, and I it, it was like that. It was like that for my whole life. I mean, I. <laughs> You know, I've delivered water. I've been a snowboard instructor. I've been a kayak guide. I've been a cop. I've been a tattooer. Uh, you know, all sorts of shit. Um, when you got out of high school, that's in that's in stark contrast to you, man. You got yeah. out of high school, and had you been interested in tattoos before that? Yeah, like I remember being like twelve or thirteen years old and getting my first skateboard, and going and just cruising around with some of my cousins and older friends. And started getting into, like, hardcore music pretty early, and then tattoos just kind of followed. Right. What was your first experience in seeing a tattoo, if you recall it, um, where you were just like, what the fuck? Look at that. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. My uncle, my my parents both have had tattoos as long as I can remember, because my dad was in the Marine Corps, my mom was in the Army, and blah, blah, blah. But my uncle, he has some old stuff from Zeke Owen. Cause they live in, they live right outside of Jacksonville, North Carolina. Wow. And I was probably a little older once I realized how, how sweet the tattoos that he had were, but as being a little kid and him not being my father and seeing his tattoos and he had like a sweet scorpion and some old school roses and it just kind of latched a hold of me. So like I was like 14 or 15 and by the time I was 16, I had talked my parents ears off enough to they finally let me get one (laughs) nice now is columbus does does columbus have uh do you have to be 18 to get tattooed out there yeah you uh we actually do we can tattoo minors if they have parents consent but okay i mean it's i'm a little bit of a hypocrite because i I hate tattooing minors (laughs) well i think you know what you got to educate them that's the thing you know somebody under 18 even 18 even young yeah, you know, young true. folks, you just have to educate shit. I think, I think Even the more, old bitches, you got to educate. what it is about tattooing minors is tattooing minors who don't respect their parents. And they're they're coming in here and then they, they cry and cry and cry until their parents finally just give in. Where their, <laughs> their parents, parents didn't are, want them to have a tattoo, all they'd have to do is say no. Okay, so let me ask you this, because that was a pretty, uh, that was a pretty um, descriptive, uh, <laughs> descriptive <Yeah. laughs> deal right there. Tell me about that experience. You've obviously had an experience where you've had a, an underage teenager come in crying to their parents. What was that? Did yeah, that tr- I, did that happen to you? I wasn't tattooing yet, but my mentor, Jeff, he was tattooing, and he had this girl come in by herself. She scheduled an appointment. Didn't even think about asking how old she was because she was with a gaggle of her friends and... She wanted a cool tattoo, so we didn't even really think about it before we scheduled the drawing appointment. So she comes in, she gets the, the, the drawing done, and he's like, all right, you want to do this today? And she goes, yeah, she got super excited. So they started doing paperwork and found out that she wasn't 18, but she was going to be 18 in like two weeks. Like no time, like a right, blink of, of an eye, she was yeah. going to be able to get tattooed. Well, she she literally starts crying before her parents even like walk in the door. Because he said, "Nah, sorry, I can't tattoo you." you Two weeks. We got your drawing. We just have to wait until your 18th birthday. Because we didn't tattoo minors at all in Pennsylvania, where I where I started tattooing, and uh, 
literally for the next like hour or 45 minutes, this girl like screamed at her parents about getting tattooed and taking her someplace that would do it. She was on the phone. She was on the phone with you. With, she was uh, on her- the phone one parent and talking to another parent that was with her holy shit so like, she got her parents down there or were did her parents show up with her or her yeah, one her parent parents had, her parents had come with her i think her mom was with her so it's a gaggle it was, of fucking girls with her like, and girl. and her mom she's just going hysterically crying shit so what did her mom say did did she end up getting that tattoo or did you got did uh she, she finally, she actually did wait the two weeks and get tattooed with us still. Well, good for her. But just that, I don't know, just that trying to, just watching her try to run over her mom like that. Yeah. And trying to get her mom to drive her like 45 minutes just to, so she could get it right now. Oh. You know and what? Her, Isn't that the way really with. Close. Her mom was really close. You could tell she just wanted her daughter to shut up. Right. But <laughs> poor, just that poor lady. communication between them, I was like. I just can't handle whenever parents just let their kids run over them like that, you know? It's pretty it's pretty wild. And I mean, I have kids. I have a 15 and a 13-year-old. Um, you know, I don't I don't think that they listen to the pod. I I've told them to that I curse on the podcast and that, you know, it's it's probably not the content. It's explicit content. We've had talks about it. I, you know, I can't control. They got iPhones. I can't control them whether they're yeah. going to listen to it or not. That's so the, what that's I got to do. About where we live now. Absolutely. You know, they can go. You know, my 13 year old son who loves hanging out with me can go and shout out to you, Zeke. Uh, if you're listening, you little asshole. Um, <laughs> if he wants to, he can listen. You know, he can go on his iPhone. He can download Stitcher, which the, the podcast is up on Stitcher. If you're listening to it on iTunes, you can also get the Stitcher radio app. On your on your smartphone, Droid or iPhone, and and listen. You can connect it to Facebook, or if you don't have a Facebook, you just create an account, and it's all there. It's automatically updated. All your new shit will be there, and there's a bunch of other cool podcasts on there as well. But if he wants to, he can listen to that. I can't control him. I can't, you know, uh, when he's at his school, I can't. All I can do is talk to him. All I can do is educate him. All I can yeah. do is let him know that hey, there are certain things out there that. As a kid, you're not going to be able to experience, or you're not going to be able, or or understand, because right. you, honestly, he can experience absolutely everything yeah, yeah, in the world. Yeah, you know what? Right you're now. right. You're right. But being able to comprehend it is is definitely because there's shit out there that I can't even comprehend. <laughs> I'm I'm learning every day. I'll tell you what, man. I, for people who have known me a lot of years, I am a different person than what I was even a year and a half ago. A completely different person, you know, both with my in my personal life, in my uh, tattoo life, everything, you know, and it's uh, it's interesting to find how as your path goes along, you know, I could and I I think I talked with my buddy Paul or on one of the last podcasts, he was either Jojo or it was Paul. And I talked about how you can you could be bummed about, you know, oh, I, I, I was a cop for seven years. It took me away from from tattooing, you know, this or that, you know what? I did that for honorable reasons. I did it to, to, to support my family at the time. I can't look back on that and be negative. I have to just be, you know what? Take from it what I can learn from it and move forward and, yeah. you know, have the desire for 
um, those passions that are in my life every day and try to stay in the moment with it. But exactly. um, just keep them as much in the spotlight as you possibly can. Right. So talking about t- uh, uh, skateboarding, man, I saw on your Instagram 74 weeks ago, you posted <laughs> uh, and shit. You got 28 likes. People go on Instagram. Davey Rips go 74 weeks back. He's got 28 likes on some a picture of some uh, skateboard decks. I want you to blow that shit up. I want more likes on there. Uh, (laughs) Right. So, what was the skate? Was that an art art show or? Yeah, my buddy uh, Tom Kenny and Eric Brooks at Classic Electric Tattoo in Frederick, Maryland. They did a a skateboard art show. About it was over a year ago now, um, but it was run by a local skate shop that is in the same town. So they supplied a bunch of blank decks for, for all these different tattooers. And I was fortunate enough to get to paint a sweet bitch riding a Panther to hang in there. Amazing. You should have put it. Did you put a picture of that up? I didn't, I looked through all your pictures, dude, and I didn't oh, see, didn't see I it. I, so. I think I did at one point, but it might not be up there. I'll, I'll dig know. through and I'll post it up again. If you want. I mean, it, it's, it yeah, looks yeah, like a cool, it looks like a, it's a great concept, you know, and it's cool to involve the local skate shop. Um, you know, get them some press. It's exactly, you know what, man, we've been texting a little bit and back and forth. And we talked a little bit before the podcast. It's exactly what this podcast is all about. It's my intention with it to build a community of people who are like-minded. I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. You're going to hear it. Um, you know, the tattoo community can be positive and we can do positive things like that on a local level and on an international level that with yeah, it with sure. the internet I mean, that can just just the last two weeks noticing like somebody's kid goes missing or somebody's in a really bad accident and they're across the world from home and they're yeah. not with any family and just the amount of only tattooers that i've seen reposting these things and donating money and all that stuff it's just it's so impressive and it kind of you know takes your breath away whenever you sit and think about it it absolutely does, man. And, and I, um, you know, just this morning, uh, and, and you're right, you know, the thing with uh, people just reposting and, and there's a lady that went missing. That's the one that's up there right now, a lady that went missing. Um, and I think I first saw it from Jojo, who had posted his own thing similar uh, yeah. to that a, a number of weeks ago. And it's like, you know what, I don't know this lady, but I know how it feels to be missing somebody Let's repost this. Let's work together. Sure. You know, let's see if we can get because this thing to go thing viral. Because the thing it's going to do is it's going to make that that net that much bigger to help yeah. whoever it is out. It's like America's Most Wanted. That's all they did. They used the exactly. they used TV. Exactly what it is, but it works. Yeah, and you know what? Like this morning, I was going to try to bring this. Up. I wanted to bring this up because this morning I saw on Instagram the same type of thing. Um, one of my, uh, you know, I'll call him a friend because. He bought my DVD way back a couple years ago when I first distributed it, and he learned to paint, sent me a beautiful painting, um, you know, and um, Mike DiPrizio is uh, a guy out in New York, and he he works out there as a tattooer, and a couple of his, he put out a request this morning that basically said, hey, look, I, I've never asked for anything. I'm asking now for my friends to help these other friends, you know, and they're not even just friends, they're family. These are guys that have kids. They're guys that have wives. They're guys that have jobs, and they lost everything in in this storm out on the East Coast. You know, yeah, and he's like, anything that anything that you can do to help will help them out. You know, directly. 
So you know what? I, I, I went on PayPal. I, I shot them over five bucks. It's five bucks. What is it? It's nothing. You know, I'm broke too. You know, I mean, I got my own issues. We're all on, we're on the same financial boat for the most part. But, but just- it's $5. That you know what, if if anything, that's going to get somebody something to eat today. Absolutely. You know what? And if and if a thousand people do that, that's amazing. You know, that's five thousand bucks that gets the those that family or those two families on the road to to a better, you know, to not even a better, but just to restart their life and to move forward. And so, you know, if anybody wants to, I don't you know, this is this podcast is going to be up later today. We're recording in the morning. Um, I just got that today. If you would like to donate money, please do anything, a dollar, five bucks, just PayPal it. You can PayPal it to Ramones1234 at yahoo.com. That goes directly to the DiPrizio family who will disperse that out. Um, and I appreciate it. I know that they appreciate it. And those families that are, are having to live without um, appreciate it. And you know, let's be thankful for the things that we have as we're rolling into, into you know, Thanksgiving. How, how uh, you know, proper is that? It's yeah, time to be thankful I mean, for what you have. It's just like, uh, I mean, my family, we all, they all live on the East Coast. So it was like, a, I'm living five hours away from my family now. So it's, I saw that storm rolling through and as much as you want to go, oh yeah, I don't think it's going to be that bad. You know, I've, I've seen hurricanes and that kind of stuff before. So it was definitely not, it was earth, it was it was definitely hard to kind of watch the news happen and not be able to actually talk to my family. Yeah. So for anybody who is like in this position now, I think thankfully they have most of the power and stuff back on out there, but it's, it's stuff crazy. isn't going to be the same there for a long time. So any, any little bit of help that anybody can give is obviously going to be accepted and appreciated full heartedly. Yeah. And you know what, getting back to the point of, you know, being able to do things for each other, um, that, uh, and things that are respectable and, um, like this art show, you know, you guys did it with a local shop. You brought attention to the local shop. You hopefully brought some revenue to the local shop, uh, both tattoo shop and skate shop. And, you know, I think as, as we get involved on our, you know, with that kind of stuff and, and building up, you know, each other locally, and then with the internet, being able to build each other up internationally is 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 pretty fucking cool, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, just, oh. I, just being able to get on the internet and just seeing just another person that just inspires you. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, that's that's bringing the international touch all the way back to America. You know. Yeah. It will, and, and and I would love to get some some more international. You know, I'm obviously in America, so I would love to get some international folks on the podcast. Um, if anybody's interested, you can you can hit me up at ogjoeswanson at gmail dot com and um, let's chat. It, you know, and this is not an interview. This is kind of an open bullshit session. This is yeah, just which two, is, which is I think more of the reason why I was even into doing it because. Yeah, you I know what? Know. I, well, I think job interviews suck. <laughs> so well, I mean, would any other interview be any fun? Obviously, you have to get some of that, you know, some of that uh, out of the way, and and we're obviously gonna promote the folks that we have on, and 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 you totally. get to, you know, talk about your history just through the way that we would if we were sitting in a tattoo shop, and that's the vibe that I want to give, um, and I hope it's coming across, um, you know, in the podcast, but you know. A, 
on to another on to another topic. Here's what I was uh, I was looking at some of your pictures also, uh, and this is the cool thing. Getting back to being able to just go on Instagram or go on Twitter and look at and be inspired by other artists. And one thing that uh, I, I saw just a picture that you had posted about uh, of just the leaves off of a rose, right, with a blast of red behind it, and um, it got me thinking. The other day, I was in the shop. Excuse me, and I was talking with uh, the kid that we have helping around there, uh, my buddy Ernie's uh, a little apprentice, and uh, you know we were talking about leaves and how to do, draw leaves differently. And just by me doing that, I've drawn a thousand, uh, you know, twenty thousand leaves, you know, yeah. and I've and I and I thought that I'd drawn them as many ways as I could draw them. And as we began to break down the structure of the leaf. And, and different ways that you could do it, uh, he actually um, drew them a new way that I had not ha- hadn't really seen. Or um, and I was like, well, shit, look at that! This guy without any weird art filter that he had in his head uh, about what a tattoo should look like or or shouldn't look like drew this thing that's structurally sound and actually is a cool way to do it. You know, yeah. do you guys out there? Um, in Columbus at the shop, do you guys have like paint nights or art nights or, or how do you go through that process with yourself? Uh, we definitely, we, we try to have at least eight nights a week and some, sometimes there's only two of us that show up and sometimes everybody in the shop will show up. But we, I, for me personally, I like to try to do it as much as possible, like between appointments, like I'm always drawing or I'm always painting. So I'm always trying to come up with some new stuff to kind of get the the other guys in the shop's gears rolling because, you know, some of them might not be as motivated from day to day, and I, I'm the same way. Some days I just don't feel like doing it, but we, we try to have any close, like, drawing and painting jam sessions as possible. That way everybody's trying to get as much inspiration from each other as humanly possible because, like, just like you said, if you saw him do something new without having really much any knowledge – of what it should really look like, but he came up with something cool and something new that you might not have seen before. And that, that can really happen on a day-to-day basis as long as you've got the right number of brains working on the same project. Right. And you know what, honestly, like even just talking about it. So let's say you're in a situation where you only have one other guy that you're working with, or you're feeling stuck with your art. Talk out loud about it you know, really break it down, really break the structure down, talk to your one friend about it. Um, you know, get in touch with somebody via email and shoot emails back and forth. You can do this consultation and type of something that's been great. I don't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. It's been great is having beyond Instagram or anything like that. Because I try not to use that as reference as much as possible, right? Just because it's too easy to get kind of sucked into what everybody else is doing. And then, then you see like, 12 or 15 of the same thing up on your, your feed, but just out of the friends I've made from traveling the country over the last five years, sending random unfinished paintings in the mail, sending random drawings to your friends, Mm -hmm. like they'll send stuff back. So even if you're not right next to them, just they'll get a random package in the mail and they'll finish a painting. I started four months ago and then mail it back to me, you know, like, right. Gosh, that's a great idea. I mean, that's, that's uh, the same street consciousness, but you're getting a little bit of their input about what they would do in that situation. 
It's amazing. Yeah. That, that, how cool is that? I mean, to think about not just doing a collaborative sheet, like, a. um, so let's say you're doing a flash, I'm doing flash sheets for my bathroom right now. It's been two years since I opened my shop and my bathroom, um, is, is lacking in, in artwork. So I I just said, fuck it. I'm gonna, you know, grab these 16 by 20 arches sheets. They're already on board. I can, you know, I can tape frame them and, and, you know, it'll be quick and rivet them quick and easy. Uh, and I'll just start banging sheets out, you know, how cool to think, well, shit, man, I'm, I'm halfway done. I need to add more color, but all the blacks done, reds done, blues done. If I just send that shit to let's, you know, I'll send it to you. Right. And and you finish it. And then you'll, you'll just be surprised about the weird kind of color combinations. Or if you send somebody a leaf, if you send somebody like a painting of a rose, but there are no leaves on it. Mm-hmm. And just throw the leaves on there. I mean, there's your. That's cool too. That's your twist right there. You know, whenever it comes to like little small details, because yeah, so that's leaves, like leaves are really one of those design elements that there are so many ways to do them that it it can be really hard to pick sometimes. And it can, and honestly, in my opinion, it can make or break the 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 I design. Agree. You I know agree. how many. You know, how many do I do? Where do I do them? Now, sometimes that shit will be dictated by the client's other existing tattoos and stuff like that. And um, you just got to make that work. But, you know, uh, it, it's that's a great that's a great idea to do where you're not just. So in my in, in my example, I have completed half the painting, you know, up through a certain color. In your example, you've you've completed sections of of the painting in it in their entirety and you're going to get two different you're going to get two different outcomes when you do that yeah. which is so and cool and they're and they're both rewarding because you, it's just you get a small peak you don't you're not getting a full design from the other person you're not getting a full color palette from the other person you're getting to see what they would do in a situation with something being unfinished right yeah you know one uh one thing that i that I've been planning on over the last, you know, thinking about and planning on over the last uh, week or so. Um, this is a fresh idea that that I'm gonna make happen. But I want to pick one other artist that has a contrasting style to my own, um, and which I tend to work color, Western traditional or or Japanese, you know, West, uh, Jap, uh, an American influence on Japanese work, you know. Um, yeah. And, uh, I want to find somebody that either has a, you know, a a style that's not like mine, that's in this area that, um, we can collaborate on a back piece together. And so we're going to find, yeah, we're going to find one, you know, one client and and I'm going to film the whole thing and I'm going to probably post, you know, do it either as a documentary type thing about this, about this process, um, and then release it on the website or something, uh, make it available to people. Um, but it'll be like that whole process of, of hit, you know, this person's experience drawing my experience, drawing how we work together, what's difficult about working together. Now, um, uh, Thomas Hooper and actually Thomas Hooper and Chris O'Donnell did this and they did a badass collaborative back piece, um, that I, I don't know if it's, I haven't seen any recent pictures of it, but you yeah, know, I, I same type, yeah, same type of thing, but I haven't. I haven't caught glimpses of anything. Yeah, either. same 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 concept as I'm thinking about it now. Um, but how interesting would it be to walk through that process of? I mean, it's a back piece. It's a substantial 
piece of art that is that has a lot of elements to it, you know. Walking. Didn't didn't Grime and Aaron Kane do the same thing for Guy Atchison? Ooh, he got like I a whole know. sleeve lasered off, and then they, they like tag teamed a bio sleeve on him. Oh shit, maybe on, like be... one shot. Yeah, I don't I know. An old TAM. Yeah, but well, that's uh, it's interesting to you know how the internet has has advanced that you know or um has taken it to another level like back when i started you know there was no internet there was no there was no cell phones there were you know it wasn't it wasn't any of that shit what a wild world you lived in sir oh yeah well you know what i take that back there probably was cell phones but it was the you know you only had it you had to buy like a hundred minutes and it was like a shit ton of money you could only use it you know, if there was an emergency, like if I'm getting raped, I'm going to call somebody, you know, <laughs> and that's, that's the only time, but, um, you know, it's, it's crazy how times have changed and how times with, uh, with tattooing, I see, like, I see there have been patterns of things that have been done. And then there's some things that are continually done over time. Like, like, I don't think old English letters across the back are ever going to go out of style and fucking they shouldn't because they look badass. You know, you do them big enough with the right amount of detail or, or just big and black, like big as fuck and black, you know, solid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And one thing, one particular thing that I used to do a shit ton of, I would tattoo them all day long off the, and it was, it was the, uh, what is what is that tattoo brand uh flash um jd crow i think or or uh yeah i think it was the crow flash um and it was these praying hands i'd do them for 120 to 160 bucks depending on how much of an asshole tax i had to put on it and all day long all day every day like everybody just wants to get their favorite quote everybody just wants their favorite quote yeah and I don't care. Well, <laughs> I will do whatever quote you want. Yeah. Over and over again because hopefully and I I I haven't done and the, I haven't done praying hands in a long ass time and I want to do some. Um and uh, I just painted some and I, this is what got me thinking about it and then uh 67 weeks ago you posted a picture with 12 likes on Instagram that uh, is of some praying hands. And I was like, "Damn, I haven't done praying hands in a long time, you know?" Um that's probably the last time I did praying hands too, honestly. <laughs> I don't even remember honestly, I don't even remember the last time I tattooed praying hands, which is shit, man. I I would love to do them. But that was one of those things that that it seems like has con I used to do a shit ton of them. You know, they'd either just get the praying hands with the with the RIP or somebody's that was the that was in the, the in the yeah, it was the go-to. You know, it was the praying hands and the, and the memorial tattoo for your family, which is fucking great. You know, and yeah, you know, and then went through the I mean, phase it's where what it's tattoos the, have been for a long time. Yeah, know, memorializing something that you've lost. Yeah, and you know what? I think it tattoos are something that will mark. Uh, they mark a particular moment. Now, whether that is, it's it's marking something. You know, it's it's either you're fighting a battle and you've come through it. You know, you want to rid yourself of something. You're excited about something. Um, and honestly, even when it is, I'm going to go into a shop and I'm going to get a skull on my, you know, arm. And that skull is puking blood and it looks badass. 
You know, <laughs> that still is representing somebody's something that that makes you yeah. feel empowered. That makes you feel cool as fuck. It, you know, it does it something like tough old badass. Right. And and it's it's so great that, you know, um, you can indelibly mark these moments in your life, even if it's just that, you know, you're marking that, you know what, on this day at this time, I was a fucking badass. You know, yep. and that's it, man. I completely agree. You know, yeah. I mean, I remember getting a hair up my ass one day, and my friend Jane that I used to work with, he blasted this rose from my wrist to my finger crease on my palm, Whew. and it was literally out of nothing more than I wonder if I can sit through this fucking thing. Shit, that's a young man's that's, sport. <laughs> you know, but I'll I'll never forget it because it was. It was pretty intense, but it was also one of those, one of those tattoos where I it was it was for a purpose of something like that. Like I wonder yeah. if I can like really do this. Right. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Uh, it comes. You know what? I think a lot of that comes with the con- you know confidence, confidence in yourself, and um, it, it reminds me of a story of my uh, my buddy, um, and. Uh, he, he worked with me as a cop and we were, it was my last day on, uh, that I was ever going to go to the gun range as a police officer. Right. And so it's an outdoor gun range. It's the back of this, it's in the back of a prison, um, and dirt. And so we shoot the whole day. And at the end of the day, the last, the last task that we were going to do is they hung, uh, two bowling pins up at the end of the you know, in the middle of these box targets. So they were hanging freely on, uh, on rope. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, and it was, it was that yellow kind of shitty orchard supply, like any kind of hardware, ACE hardware rope it was, it was not, it was not, you know, nice rope. Obviously we're going to be shooting at it. Yeah. Um, and so just to give you an idea of, uh, of width, it'll come in handy later. It's about a quarter inch rope. Right. So, we start at 25 yards or, or 30 yards, and we shoot. Everybody shoots. Everybody hits it. Uh, we move back 10 yards, 15 yards at a time, and we're shooting. Well, at 50 yards, now we're 50 yards away from these things, um, and we're shooting, uh, we're shooting 40 caliber uh, pistols, Sig, Sig Sauer pistols, uh, the Sig Pro P229, I believe it is. It's a nice gun. It, it is a very nice gun. And so my buddy Mike looks over at me talking about confidence. He goes, I'm going to drop the pin. I'm like, what? What do you mean you're going to drop the pin? He goes, I'm going to cut the rope. And I'm like, the fuck you're going to cut the rope, right? You're shooting a gun, dude. It's, it's you know, it's the same size as the bullet coming out. And uh, he goes, watch. So he, he, he uh, steps up to it 50 yards away from a hanging bowling pin uh uh, that's hanging from a quarter inch rope takes him three shots this motherfucker drops right hits the ground and he walks away like yeah i told you i was gonna drop the fucking rope yeah or drop the pin you know and uh so we go back i'm just fucking dumbfounded and because uh, I mean, I know Mike's a good shot, but shit, you know, that's 50 yards. Well, we get back to 100 yards and we are, we say, all right, we're going to take one last shot at this thing at 100 yards with a 40 caliber pistol. 
So I jump up first online and breathe a couple times, take one shot, boom, hits the dirt and back, you know, of the, of the range. Take another shot, re- regroup myself, take another shot, poof, hits the back of the range. Third shot, and I know in my head, I'm like, I know I can hit this shit. You know, I'm confident at that point. You know, maybe that's cocky, whatever. I don't know. I just, I knew I could hit it. Well, third shot, sure shit. Bam, 100 yards, 40 caliber pistol, and I hit this bowling pin, nicked it off the edge. And you see yeah. it, poof. It hits the bowling pin. It starts swinging. I still have that bowling pin hanging in my, uh, or sitting up on the shelf in my tattoo shop with the shitty ass awesome. rope. And, uh, but it comes with, you know, you, confidence and the ability to just you know take yourself hey can i get through this can i get through this palm tattoo well yeah mentally i gotta put myself in the right fucking spot and i'm gonna get through yeah. it you know For real now you shot some guns i see some pictures on instagram of of uh of 45 is that right yeah i have uh i have a taurus 1911 45 which is probably my favorite pistol that's nice. How long have you had that? What's that? Say, I'm sorry, cut you out. That's okay. How long have you had that pistol? Uh, that pistol I probably had for maybe a year now. Um, I've have a, uh, I have a Breda PX4 Storm 40 caliber, which I've had for a little bit longer than that. But that thing is about a hand cannon and a half. Right. Yeah. I. Uh... So small. <laughs> it's so small. I had a um, a Smith and Wesson. Uh, any it, look, look, any girls listening right now who aren't into guns, and you just want to hear tattooers talk about funny stories. This is not funny <laughs> story. This is this is man bullshit that we're just gonna talk about for a second. Give yeah. us a couple minutes. <laughs> Gotta get into it. Okay, uh, Smith and Wesson. It was a uh, three fifty seven Airlight. Um, so it was made out of scandium. So if you go on Smith and Wesson's website, you find out that scandium's like ored over in um, Eastern Europe or someplace like that, and you have to ore a shit ton of it to make even just one pistol. So they're hell expensive, yeah. and but they're super light, lighter than titanium, right? So scandium. I mean, you could hang this shit around your neck on a on a thick enough chain and walk around like a fucking gangster, you know. <laughs> And so I had this, this was my off duty and my secondary pistol that I had. And, um, I used to carry it around a little, little front holster. I would forget I even had it on. You could throw it in a pocket. Um, but that thing, when you shot three fifty seven rounds out of it, it's, it's hammerless. It's light as shit. And you're shooting a big ass round through it. It kicked so hard. You could only shoot three or four of them before your hand was just killing and uh, now you could sh- you could shoot also thirty eight plus you know thirty eight rounds through it, um, yeah. so uh, yeah it was it was wild man uh, it it was definitely a an experience shooting that gun so yeah I I had always been into shooting pistols with my dad whenever I was younger you know but I never really got into having guns until I was a little bit older and then I just got an itch and just which is buying them up like hotcakes. Yeah, for sure. Now I, 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 um, I know from looking again at your Instagram from that you guys, uh, that you do a little bit of rock climbing. Is that, is that correct? Or was that just, some- Yeah, I, I got into that. 
I've only been into that for maybe six or seven months. Once I moved to Columbus, uh, I really wanted to get into working out, but I hate slaving at a gym. Yeah. And a couple of my friends were, they all like rock climbing and they boulder. So I just thought I'd give it a shot. And it's something that I've actually fallen quite in love with because it's just, it takes a lot of mental focus, just like painting or tattooing. And I'm actually getting a lot healthier out of doing it. Yeah, I, I did a, as a matter of fact, I did a lot of rock climbing when I was uh, younger um, and into my college years. Um, and I've done some multi-pitch uh, stuff um, in Colorado with my brother, um, which was super fun, super scary. But, uh, and then I, it's what I, scary. yeah, it's super scary, man. Jeez. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I'm a tough guy, whatever. You know, but shit, dude, that when you're high, you feel so inferior and all your insecurities come out. I'm like, oh, you want to cry like a little baby. So yeah. respect when to you're those. up there and you're just hanging on to some some little bit of a rope and all your all your forearm muscles and your hand muscles are just completely shot. Yeah. But you still have to get up or be able to climb back down. It's kind of a daunting thing whenever you're not prepared for it. Yeah, exactly. You know, I got into bouldering a lot, which is for those listeners who don't know what it is, it's it's usually low lower level um and what I mean by lower level is you don't have to use ropes. So you just it's you find a huge ass boulder. That's why it's called bouldering. Uh, in, in the middle of, you know, a rock grouping and, and you just find routes to climb on that and, or people make routes. So it's lower, it's lower um, to the ground. You can spot each other and shit like that. It's a little more safe, I guess. I mean, there are yeah. some, there it's are also some. It's a little bit more like, it takes a lot, a lot more body strength because the moves are a little bit more intense. Yeah. A lot of core, a lot of core which is, strength. Which with. is because I, because I boulder, I boulder more than I top rope or anything like that. Uh-huh. And mostly I do like. 45 or complete overhangs just to, to build that core strength. Yeah. Just traverses and shit, huh? Yeah. Like all day long. <laughs> yeah. There was a dude named Ben. Have you ever heard of Ben moon? That oh, guy's that sounds familiar. old school. Uh, you probably find some shit on the internet about him. Uh, old school, like Yosemite Boulder, long ass dreads. Uh, really, really good. Did some first ascents in Yosemite and shit like that. But Ben Moon, yeah, shit, long time. I haven't heard, thought about that dude's name in a long time. Shout out to Ben Moon. You listen to the podcast, holler at me. OG yeah. Joe Swanson on Twitter. Get on there. Right? Shit. Let's talk about bouldering. But, uh, I'd be into that one for yeah, sure. Right? It's just one that of those w- things, you know, like for for the last five, six years, I've made tattooing my my job and my hobby. And then painting filled in all of the cracks. Yeah. And since I moved to Columbus, you know, it was just catching myself being cooped up all night trying to paint and draw. And Look, I was you... starting to, I just didn't feel that healthy. And then yeah. bouldering came along and it whipped me right back into shape. You need a release, you know, from from that. When you're producing a lot of, a lot of work, whether that's tattooing or painting or drawing and you're putting effort into this creative source you need an outlet you know and um i mean and you know you it looks like you are producing a lot of work out there in columbus and you know i've seen a lot of cool flash sheets that that are um the one the one in particular on your on your instagram 
is cool. It has that look that I like where it's just a shit ton of small things on like a, you know, 16 by 20 board and or 11 by 14 board or whatever it is, whatever size, but it's just a bunch of designs just filled in on there, you know? Like it yeah, used as many crammed on as possible. Right, but they still they still interact okay with each other. They're still uh overall on the board, they look good. You know, I was thinking about it the other day what I don't like that people that some people do and I think it comes with inexperience or just not thinking deeply enough about the structure of your design. It you don't have to think about just that. You got to think about how these designs are going to interact with each other on this larger piece which is, you know, 16 by 20 inches or whatever it is. And um what people what I've seen some painters do is they'll put these designs that look good and they'll kind of scatter them across the board, but then they'll use, you know, just little stars and dots or, or, um, you know, they'll draw stars on there. Um, and they just use these things kind of scattered across the page as well that are really small that don't have any other purpose other than taking up space, you know, as opposed to, and even personally, that's something that I've, I've had to, to struggle with it's because in my head, you know, I wanted to do all these really cool designs and I wanted to do big sheets, but I wasn't capable of figuring out how to make everything flow together where I didn't have to have all of this empty space with this random junk to just take it up. Right. And not you to know? say that there's not a time and a place for empty space. There absolutely is. But I think, you know, thinking about, um, you know, putting flash together and putting sheets together, the good ones, the good posters, the good sheets, the good sets that you that are timeless, they have a they have all have a similar quality, and that's that they've been structured really nicely. You know, there's no empty, there's no lost space, and there's no um, extra bullshit. You know, it's cut to yeah. the cut to the core you know it's more meat and potatoes and less of the of the bread you know less yeah. of the filler stuff yeah and you've been doing um but I, but i see that kind of stuff with a lot of different crafts like you know obviously there are a million machine builders out there now and buying a tattoo machine and having used plenty of machines you know you when you see when you pick up a machine and you see like this thing is filled with shims and there are weird things with O-rings on the springs to compensate for geometry. It's, it's kind of the same thing where somebody, they have obviously the ability to do all of the different aspects, but they just haven't tightened it all up to the point where their geometry doesn't allow for shims because it's, it's sized specifically for the coils and right. the springs and all that other kind of stuff. So Look, it's like, and the, and the guys that are out there, doing the right shit with machines that I've referenced in other podcasts. Um, you know, that the poster that I've done recently that I'm selling has different machine builders who I respect represented on there. Yeah. The thing that sets those guys apart, I think is that they have committed themselves to figuring out where that geometry needs to be down to the fucking T, you know? Yeah. And I've it's there's no empty in the last space. Two years, just just in the last year, some machines that I've bought from from guys, and they, 
it is unbelievable how much better that they just feel in your hand and how much better they run knowing that these guys have sat and like little alchemists in a closet figured out this perfect recipe. Yeah. You know, on it's a, just on like a having daily... a good cake or something, you know, yeah. they just, they really on their own sat and they figured it out. Yeah. And people, people don't give a good running machine enough credit. I don't think. Um, they are worth every bit of money you pay for them. I've, oh, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, on a daily basis, I use um, an Adam Safari Bulldog machine. So do and I. It's my shader. On a daily basis, I use this thing, and I've used shitty Chinese knockoff versions of the Bulldog, and I have also used shitty knockoff versions of the Bulldog built up by. Um, good machine builders and there's nothing that runs as well that is balanced as well as that fucking bulldog that came from Adam that I watched him build in his shop and it's a, it's it's a fucking piece of art man and it's yeah, functional it's a functional fucking piece of art and and they're even they're even in the level of art that they are on is even Higher than most, I think, because it's it's like ca- people who design cars and anything else that's a, a piece of rolling, working machinery, but is also just got the essence of just beauty because it works exactly the way it's supposed to without any hesitation. Right, and I think you know what's what's cool about the tattoo machine as opposed to let's say a a car, let's say a new car because I think you can get the same thing with old classic cars, is a hand... I mean, tattoo machines are built by hand. You know, they are assembled by hand. Coils are wrapped by hand. You know, obviously with the help of some machinery, but the closer... You know, that person's vibrations are closer to that tattoo machine than, let's say, the guy who punched that, you know, uh, stamped that piece of sheet metal for the car. You know, yeah. so I think you get a lot more when you buy a tattoo machine and that shit costs you $650 or, you know, whatever it costs you or if it costs you $250, you know, if it, you know, you know that that shit has been through somebody's hands that uh, has has given it some of its life and soul, you know. Yeah, exactly. They just put that they put that positive energy into it. Super fucking hippie shit, dude. Yeah, it's all, I'm about it. <laughs> I'm, I am too, man. I am too. I think that that you know, uh, we can give out vibrations and we can give out positivity or we can give out negativity, and you got to battle through those times where you want to fucking punch somebody in the neck, you know, and give out that or or look at them sideways or whatever, provoke them or just push their buttons to you know because that appeases some selfish thing inside you, and you got to try to. You know, put out that positive shit. You know, that's that's where I'm at now. Fuck it. You know, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna live that way. That's exactly what I feel out of this podcast. You know, because all all I've gotten out of what we've talked about so far is understanding people and giving back to people as much as possible, and then understanding what it is that people are giving back to me, right? And you in return with machines or inspiration from the art that they deep they dump their heart and soul into. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, that's what it's, uh, that's what it's all about as far as I'm concerned. You know, that's why I love this, uh, community and this thing that I do 
uh, in tattooing uh, because I get to interact with people every day. I get to uh, work on um, my shit that I love every day. And um, so it's it's good, man. And, and that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast. I, I'm, I'm hoping it's coming through that way. I hope to get a lot more uh, guests on um, who are about the same shit. Yeah, and uh, and I'll I'll definitely feed it to my friends, man. You know, I I'd, I'd love to be able to hear them in on and and just in a situation where they're they're not worried about who's hearing them, except they're just having a conversation. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, and uh, yeah, we're I'm gonna keep doing it, you know, and and I hope it just gets bigger and bigger, so we can uh, bring a good voice out there to people and and represent the tattoo community how it should be represented as a fucking magical you know craft that should be respected as an art form as well as a business so um davy uh i appreciate it man it's been fucking great Uh, talking to you and i hope to have you on again um you know i hope that uh, uh you had a good time man i did i had a blast i appreciate you having me on no sweat, no sweat, brother. And I, I definitely will have you on again. So um, if anybody wants to uh, do, uh, do go follow at Davey Rips, D-A-V-E-Y-R-I-P-S on Instagram. Uh, hopefully I've pressured him enough uh, on the podcast and off of the podcast that he will be getting a Twitter. And, uh, you know, he'd go to Body Language Tattoo in Columbus, Ohio, get tattooed by him um, and... You know, when are you going to be there this week, Davey? I'm I'm at Body Language Tuesday through Saturday from 12 to 8. Okay, 12 to 8 or when, whenever the last tattoo is done, people. So go get tattooed by them. Follow them on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram uh, and Twitter, OG Joe Swanson. Um, and I tell people I my website is the real Joe Swanson, and I'm not that dude from Family Guy. Who's in the wheelchair? Let's bring, let's get that straight, you know. And uh, it's really weird for me to have my name associated with a uh, super famous fucking paraplegic cop, but uh, <laughs> I am the real Joe Swanson. And um, you can follow me on Twitter, OG Joe Swanson, on Instagram. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I fucking appreciate it. Um, and I know Davey appreciates it. And hope to uh, keep bringing these to you guys. And um, please give me your feedback. Um, so with that, hey, Davey, thanks, man. I appreciate it for uh, you coming on. Thank you very much for having me, man. It was a blast. All right, brother. Have a great day. You too. That is uh, the episode with Davy Casey. Uh, again, follow him on Instagram at Davy Casey. Uh, I'm sorry, at Davy Rips uh, on Instagram and hopefully Twitter. And uh, gosh, can we pressure this kid enough to get on Twitter, huh? Um, maybe it just seems like I'm pressuring him a lot because uh, I've said it a bunch of times and recorded this a few times. So. Um, anyways, uh, go out and get tattooed by a body language, uh, tattoo in Columbus, Ohio, uh, support the podcast, uh, come get tattooed by me. I'll be, uh, at black dagger tattoo all week in Vacaville, California, Wednesday through Saturday. Um, 
hit me up on email ogjoeswanson if you would like to uh, at gmail if you would like to uh, make an appointment or stop on in i may have time for a walk-in uh you can go get the poster uh this is a gun poster on instagram uh gonna be making 25 of those and they are going to be 80 bucks. So, you know, grab one if you want. It's great 16 by 20, really high quality print. Uh, great for a tattoo shop or a house. Um, put it in your bathroom. I don't care. Uh, just grab one up. 25 of them coming. So I uh, hope you've been enjoying it. If you have, rate and review it on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast and uh, check it out on Stitcher. Let me know how you're listening to it. Let me know what you think on Twitter at OG Joe Swanson and uh, Instagram as well. So um, we'll talk to you guys later.